listening to Nightmare on Film Street. The current time is 6.66. Traffic is clear ahead from here to the afterlife. But it's hell outside. For the next hour, you're on Nightmare Time. So, let's give a grave welcome to our hosts, John and Kim. Hello again, fiends, and welcome to Nightmare on Film Street, horror for the casually obsessed. I'm John. I'm Kim. And we are here today to talk about... Rotten Pumpkins! Rotten Pumpkins, that's right. Uh, Evil tries tonight. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Halloween ends, we'll be hitting theaters. Spoiler alert, what's keeping us creepy this week? Halloween ends is hitting movie theaters this weekend. I'm sure you're excited. We're kind of excited. Uh, And to tailgate the the release of the movie that ends it all, we're going, we, we thought it might be a good opportunity to talk about some of the middling sequels of the franchise. The lesser watched sequels of the Halloween franchise we picked the lowest rated films of the franchise on Rotten Tomatoes. So the certified rottenest, most rotten films uh, of poor Michael Myers. Yeah, who knows how Halloween ends is going to shake out this weekend. I think it'll end. Oh, all right. Well, it's a good guess. Um, I don't <laughs> I don't expect it to be, uh, you know, certified rotten. I don't expect it to be the lowest rated Halloween movie ever released. I think that's probably going to remain for these two movies that we're talking about here over the next few weeks on the podcast. And kicking it off, we are talking about Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. Kim, before we get started, could you give me three good things about Halloween 5? Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, I could do that. Um, Part one, Michael Myers continues to drive. Part two. That's it? That's okay? <laughs> Michael Myers takes a girl to buy cigarettes in his car that he drives. Part three, Michael Myers goes full Christine. And tries to murder people in a car. Sounds like you really just like Michael Myers driving. I just think it's ludicrous. I just love it. <laughs> why is it so... Why, 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 so many people complain about this. Why it's is absurd. It so, why is it so hard to believe that a human man can... Because he's not a human man. I think he is in part five. I think that maybe changes in a different movie. I think by the time we get to part five, he's still a human man who's been shot 18 times and burned to a crisp and, I don't know, eaten by alligators. A lot happens to Michael Myers (laughs) in the first four movies. Oh, I do love his canoe in this one. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. That's definitely one of the good things. This guy goes down the lazy river of Haddonfield. Uh, and then just has a nap for a year. He's got to charge up for Halloween. He's got a he's a Roomba. He's got to plug in. <laughs> That's good. I mean, like, sure. Th- there's a lot of silly things about this movie. We we do have some actual good things to say about it before the end of the podcast. So like, I'll save that for later in the show. Um, but before we before we kick off to the trailer, what's keeping you creepy this week, Kim? We were coming at you live from the RV of darkness. It's fun to say every, every week. Yeah, I was going to say, as you can tell from the audio quality, we are still in the car. Um, it's starting to get cold, so that's kind of creepy. We're going to have to wrap this up and get home as soon as possible. <laughs> the Brooklyn Horror Fest kicks off today. Uh, we're super, super excited. We're flying in uh, probably as you're listening to this. So we're going to be uh, checking out the new VHS movie. There's also my movie that's playing, Symphony. I have a, a little 
eight-minute segment nestled in the middle there. Um, and then we're heading off to the Nightmares Film Festival in Ohio. Yeah, if you're a horror anthology fan, come hang out with us at the Brooklyn Horror Film Festival or the Nightmares Film Festival uh, in Ohio. Come check out Symphony and a whole bunch of other horror movies that are playing at both of those festivals. It's going to be a fucking blast. I can't wait to just drink pumpkin beers all weekend and hang out with horror fans. Uh, it's exactly how I want to spend every October. I'm going to miss my dogs, but I'm very excited. Yeah, well, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll be here waiting for us when we get back. Uh, shout out to my mom and dad for taking care of these crazy little monsters. <laughs> we hope you're keeping creepy yourself at home, playing along with the 31 Day Horror Challenge. Uh, I've been watching a lot. I've been seeing a lot of movies uh, and posts from people sharing their picks and their Halloween setups. Like, everybody's fucking living room looks so goddamn cool right now. If you're not playing along already, head over to nofspodcast.com slash horror challenge and, uh, and see the prompts. Uh, you know, if you're just looking for some horror movies to watch, we got plenty of recommendations for you. Your fellow fiends on social media uh, have plenty of ideas for movies for you to watch each and every day leading up to Halloween. Uh, but we're going to kick it off right now to the trailer for Halloween 5, and we will be back in just, uh, I don't know, this fucking trailer is only like 30 seconds long. We'll be back very shortly with better audio quality to talk about this very silly, silly Michael Myers is, movie. Is it just lots of Loomis being like, Michael Myers is evil incarnate. That's practically every theatrical trailer for every Halloween movie ever made. Like, even the new one, they're just like, oh, so you're the new Dr. Loomis. Like, there's always, <laughs> there's always a Dr. Loomis. Eyes dead and black. Like a doll's eyes. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everybody. You sense something? Tell me what you know. <laughs> Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. From 1989, is currently sitting at a 5 out of 10 on IMDb. That's high. 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. And a 2.2 out of 5 on Letterboxd. I feel like that's higher than it was the other day. Wasn't it 2.1? I have no idea. Hmm. I think you might be thinking of Jason Takes Manhattan or Pinocchio. <laughs> Yeah, we uh, we're talking about this movie obviously because it is the one of the black sheep's one, of the, of the Halloween franchise. Yep, second lowest rated Halloween movie on Rotten Tomatoes. We'll be talking about the lowest rated Halloween movie on Rotten Tomatoes next week. But this one, at the very least, is the lowest return at the box office. So it's the bottom of something. Uh, <laughs> it it uh, had a budget of approximately five point five million, and it brought in eleven point six, less than. Any other Halloween movie has has ever pulled in. Now, I don't know if you got a good look at the Rotten Tomatoes list, but uh, we, as a podcast, especially after these next two episodes, mm -hmm. have really only covered the bottom of the barrel. Like, we've, like, sure, we've talked about the original Halloween years ago. We're probably overdue to actually talk about that movie again, but, you know, the, the next three after five and six are Rob Zombie's two Halloween movies yeah. and Halloween Resurrection. Huh. 
We, have we done it? We've done H2O, haven't we? We have, but that's like middle of the pack, closer to the top. And it also People still appreciate only... H2O. I, I, I'm glad to hear that. It still only has like a 50%. Like the jump between the top two and the third one is huge. It's like we go from 98% for the original Halloween to I think 78 or something for David Gordon Green's most recent one. And then bam, down to 50. For two? For part two? OG part two? OG part two is rated like fuck. I'll just pull, I'll just pull up the goddamn thing. Thank you. These these are just the critics' ratings. Uh, Halloween currently sitting at a ninety six. Halloween H four O is sitting at seventy nine. And then the next the the next one is Halloween H two O at a fifty two percent. I love that. I love that for H two O. Right, top three of the franchise. We're already into rotten territory. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, Halloween three at forty seven. Halloween kills at thirty nine. Halloween four at thirty three. Halloween kills at what at what where sorry where did it fall? Thirty nine percent. One, two, three, four, fifth on the call sheet. <laughs> wow. Halloween 4 at 33, even though like every horror fan likes it. Halloween 2 at 30, like the original Halloween 2. Wow. Which is nuts. People must have had to warm up to that one. I, uh, Audience rating is 63. Uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween is 28%. Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 is 23%. Then Resurrection, uh, Revenge of Michael Myers, and Curse of Michael Myers. Wow. And for a recap, Resurrection. They're also, harsh Also on a 12%. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, this is a weird franchise, though, because I tend to agree that there are are a couple really good ones and the rest i just don't watch yeah this is one of them (laughs) this is one of them and i realized immediately upon starting uh this installment of the michael myers saga that i don't really retain the michael myers storyline in the way that you kind of do for you know jason Voorhees wasn't in the first one gets his mask in the third one as just a bad guy in the second one yeah I couldn't tell you which Michael Myers is like Cult of Thorn. I, I couldn't like between okay. three and after the. It sounds like what you're saying is after the first one all the way up to H2O is a no man's land well, for you. <laughs> yeah. So it's like first one. Um, the second one is like uh, Jamie Lee gets a wig. And third one is no Michael Myers mask. I would love it and if then you could keep going. One, two, skip a few. H2, H2O resurrection. <laughs> okay. You don't remember anything about Halloween 4? No. And uh, I realized that as soon as we started this movie, because I had no fucking idea what was going on. And unlike the first few installments of the Friday the 13th franchise, where you get a nice, really, meh, I complain about it. It was a it was a slightly boring recap, but when you need that recap. You, you, useful <laughs> if it's been years since you've watched. Yes, and also when you're going to start right after the last one finished. They... And, and retcon it. <laughs> they they kind of show you the finale. Like, they give you, like, a fast forward button on the finale for part four. <laughs> yeah, but instead of Michael Myers dying, he lazy rivers <laughs> his way down the creek. Don't you love it? I just love that also cops have sticks of dynamite at their disposal. Modern day police in Illinois. Just I think, a stick I think, of dynamite. I think this is also just, like, it's after a night-long massacre. It's like a wily Coyote thing. <laughs> going to drop an anvil on his head next. <laughs> I like it. Uh, it's it's so great, too, when you, when you just see somebody just write themselves out of a corner. I fucking love... Oh, slashers are just... Yeah. Mwah. They they need to really kill him at the end of every fucking movie. Like, we blew him away. We put a hundred bullets in him. He fell down a mine shaft, and if that didn't get him, dynamite. I, and then no one went looking for the body. They were just like, Was the fact that it was a mine shaft visible in the end of the fourth one? I think so. I think there's 
some throwaway bit of dialogue like, "Oh, remember, kids, don't go to the mine shaft for Halloween this year." I don't, uh, I don't know. Because it's it seems really weird, isn't it? In the graveyard, like, oh, this grave leads to the old mine shaft. My favorite part about the intro of this movie is that Michael Myers just like shacks up with some mountain man for a whole year. And I guess is in a coma? Is he a mountain man? Because he kind of looks like a sailor. He's got a parrot. You said that. He does have a parrot. I'll give you that. It's <laughs> clearly off the water. We know that. Yeah. There's the, it's not like... It's a creek, <laughs> but that you don't need an ocean to be a sailor. It, we both kept referring to him as a, as a fisherman, as a sailor. Or a pirate. Or a, Yeah, he's got like a pirate cove, sure, in the credits of the movie, Michael though. Myers is his booty. <laughs> uh, in the credits, though, he is listed as a mountain man. So I think he's just a hermit. Like he's just a guy who's just living off the living off the land. Am I wrong? Or when they're doing like the one year later thing, we're panning through his little shack, and Michael puts his mask back on. Mm-hmm. Is it? culty in there it felt i was thought it was think, somewhere else entirely I think, I different i think it's just candles i don't i don't think it's specifically I felt, culty i felt some witchcraft was happening well then maybe it's foreshadowing for the cult of thorns stuff that's well, isn't kind the man, of in this movie yeah it's like isn't the man with the silver tip boots what the something <laughs> he he looks like the guy at the beginning of goosebumps right who's like waddles into town is like i've got some scary stories for you or the fucking exorcist there's a full shot where he's wearing the hat and standing in a silhouette and you're like okay what does he do what is he there for there's no answers to that ever it's just every once in a while to get a break from the action we just see the footsteps and the briefcase and also and for, the hat. for however ominous this mystery character who never comes into play is he arrives on the bus <laughs> the public bus the most inspic- inconspicuous mode of transportation there is can't be tracked on the bus he came in on the breeze like something wicked this way comes <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do we even mention the words "cult of thorn" anywhere in the movie? No. I think that's uh, okay. So right, no. That's that. That's one of the craziest things about the movie. And There's some rune tattoos. That's it. There's... We see Michael Myers has a fucking tattoo, and we see that the mystery man has the same. Tattoo. And there's a pagan fisherman. I don't think the, the fisherman has anything. I to feel do like with we it. need to pause on his little hut and decipher because I felt there were altar type. Candles lighting the place. <laughs> so it's just know. the candles. I just felt like he was black magicking him back to life. I don't know if. Like, well, it took him a whole fucking year. That black magic ain't very efficient. I'll yeah, give you that. it was just regular healing. <laughs> how, so how did this mountain man deal with somebody in a cult? Like, was he giving him baby food? Like the way he like was he mama bird baby birding Michael Myers was, for a whole year? Was he in a coma? <laughs> I got the impression. If he wasn't in a coma, then he definitely just hung out with him for a year. I just assumed that it was like coming closer to Halloween and he was regaining his strength and he was like, oh no, the rage is rising. Must um, must kill my good Samaritan. If that is if that is true and that is actually what they intended, then we were robbed of a full-ass mountainside montage of, of Michael Myers going, you know what? Maybe I have been doing things all wrong. Maybe this mountain life's for me. Like, we see him fishing. He's wearing a lumberjack. <laughs> he tries to cut the... down a tree with his knife. And <laughs> yeah, the fisherman's and the, like, no, son. Like, 
no son use this use this <laughs> wow wow and just like long nights of them just like staring into the stars and and like watching the water roll by and he's just like this is nice but like he doesn't speak neither does the fisherman they, they've just shared a year of silence together sl- occasionally <laughs> nodding at each other feeding the bird crackers we were uh, robbed of that if that's the case. I mean, we did we did get the joy of watching Michael Myers float down the creek, it's which is pretty good. I don't know if that was ever on my Halloween bingo card, but <laughs> I feel like Colin Bingo. <laughs> Um, okay well I just love that he has an internal clock that's just like oh fuck it's almost Halloween I gotta start murdering oh god <laughs> like the way most of us shop for Christmas presents like oh shit it's tomorrow fuck what does the gas station have at least he's still got his mask he's been wearing the same clothing for a year by the looks of it is it the same mask is it though why that's the other thing I just don't understand about this franchise like why do they gotta change the mask all the time Especially if the movie takes place the following year. Something about, you know, Texas Chainsaw and stuff, you know, whatever. Like, it's a different Skin, it gets, face. it gets rough. It, it gets, gets gross, yeah. Stinky. Uh... But the ghost face mask never changes, you know? Freddy... Freddy only changes because, like, makeup gets a little better. Like, he's still always burnt. It's not like in one of them he's like, oh, he drowned in this one. Like, yeah, but Michael's always William Shatner. <laughs> is it always William Shatner? <laughs> this This mask looks straight up Leonard Nimoy, if you ask me. <laughs> My favorite thing about this mask is that I and I don't know if this is a something that's exclusive to this one because like I said we did not study up for this one we wanted to go exclusively just to the yeah. the part 5. He doesn't tuck it in. He leaves it out? Yeah, but it sits really high like maybe whoever's portraying Michael Myers in this isn't particularly tall. They should have trimmed it a little. They really lean on those, like, Michael Myers in the background stocking shots, mm-hmm. which look fantastic, except for the fact that Michael Myers looks like a giraffe. <laughs> He's got a very long neck, and there's a, like a, there's a really big distance between his head and his shoulders. Yeah. There's got to be padding in the top of the head or something. I think um, you're right. I think it's just that the mask is rigid and it's it's hitting his neck, which sucks because you know for a fact that the guy was walking around couldn't see a goddamn thing. But it looks like he's constantly craning to like see out the mask act as a taller version of himself. He shrunk in the year that he spent sleeping. Oh, uh, I don't think it's the worst mask, you know. Um, no, it's it's totally fine. It, it it's totally serviceable as a shape. He's the shape, <laughs> but. Yeah, the stocking shots, some of them in particular, you're just like, that looks like a really long neck. <laughs> they also compl- How slender that neck, Michael. <laughs> okay. They they kind of retcon the end, like what makes the end of Halloween 4 so cool. Because like, you think that like there's been this tug of war between Michael Myers and his niece, Jamie, played by Daniel Harris, who at the end of the movie kind of like takes up the Michael Myers mantle yeah, can a we la just, New can, Beginning. If you, if you understand like the first little few if you could just tell me you need a synopsis so Jamie Lee Curtis is Laurie <laughs> you mean to go that far back <laughs> yes <laughs> and so what is this Jamie. Jamie oh fuck okay so Jamie is Laurie's kid yes okay and Laurie does she is she dead she's given her up Okay, so Lori's just not in the movies anymore. Lori so. is gone. Okay. No, yeah, I don't. I think they they really only did that so that we would have this character who has sort of a psychic connection with Michael Myers. Okay, and so they've kept this poor child in Haddonfield. 
world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just like the the Laurie Strode of the later feature, of the later movies, where she's living in Haddonfield under a different name, but is Michael Myers' sister. Not in H2O, she ain't. No, H2O is its own animal. That's why we love it. It, it, it exists in its own cinematic universe. <laughs> oh, you were talking about H4O. Yes. In, okay. No, actually, what I'm really talking about is, <laughs> is Rob Zombie's Halloween. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. I'm, I feel like I'm on board. Okay, and then in part four, Michael stuff Myers is coming with for her his niece. Her adoptive family, and then She's, she kills them all. Well, yeah, that's at least the impression we Dressed got. Dressed like a clown, half Dressed fitting. like a clown, just like Michael Myers. Yeah, as Dr. Loomis comes in, he sees her at the top of the stairs, all fucking bloodied up, and he's like, No! 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 Ah! There's that, that's the end of Halloween 4. That's how it goes. It's the one thing he wanted to prevent. More Michaels. <laughs> and here we are with another Michael, girl Michael. And we learn that that didn't, she attacked them. She didn't kill them. Okay. So she's not see, actually. See, that I didn't really understand until. That was so weird and vague. Yeah. yeah. Because we see her, like we see a vision of her, or at least a recap of her stabbing her, her stepmother. Yeah, and everybody's still really nice to her. And you're like, is she a little murderer or is she not a little murderer? Yeah, no, she's just a little attacker. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's like, oh, yeah, I have so much trauma. I don't talk anymore. And you're like, oh, of course yeah, you don't. Yeah, what the fuck, right? <laughs> just like, we, we are it completely, we're introduced to her uh, at the at a big old scream but nothing's coming out because she's so traumatized that she can't speak anymore because of course yeah so either she was she attacked her family in the in the last movie because she was traumatized or because she was under the spell of michael myers which is great because the fact that everybody's nice to her here means that they all believe that a killer uh used her body like a puppet to attack some innocent people but we shouldn't hold this girl responsible (laughs) But even still, if if they're retconning that kind of that aspect that she killed her whole family to have another Jamie Lloyd sequel, mm-hmm. the family is just on a trip. They're I think they've they were her foster parents. I think they are no longer her foster parents. They're like we cannot take care of a girl that attacked us. But, I think she's back at the the foster house. What, no, what she's you at call a it? children's hospital. That's what it's okay. Yeah, so she's she's on the men. But she has a sister because the blonde one at the beginning is her sister. Yeah. And then it's like, she, oh. Yeah, like, there was a throwaway line where like, mom plot. wants to, mom says hi, or mom oh. wants to come see you, but she's not here but or something. But we didn't, we didn't pay for her for this this, this movie. Yeah. <laughs> we barely paid for her sister. They kill her pretty quick. Which is so crazy because the, then the final girl protecting the, the children is a friend of a friend of the... Yeah. Little girl. She's introduced in this movie, was not in part four. Like, big deal, whatever. So you need to bring in some new characters. Of course you do. Um, but Those are all new characters? Every single person in this movie, except for except for Danielle Harris's character, Jamie, and her sister, fuck, it's not Tina, what's the other name? Rachel. Except for Jamie and Rachel are brand new. I and was Lewis. like, wow, Michael really left a lot of people alive in the last movie. He's slacking. That one must have sucked. That's actually not a bad movie. It's pretty pretty okay as far as the sequels go. Man, I felt like this was just like Loose End City. I mean, it is. But that's just because it creates its own loose ends. <laughs> because of the man in the boots? <laughs> the man in the boots. A huge loose end. Oh, uh, the God. fucking tattoo that Michael Myers has now. There have been so many movies where we have seen close-up shots of Michael Myers raising a goddamn knife Are up you into really like, the gonna... night sky. Uh... And like, there's been no tattoo on any of those wrists. So it, 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 either the, fi- the mountain man, the fisherman, tattooed him himself. That's what I believe. Okay, now I'm back on board with your <laughs> culty stuff. Maybe it was a culty in there. Maybe 
maybe these candles are are darker than they appear. I don't. Oh. So once we get into the plot, I get very very confused. Let's skip it because. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? How about that? So why does Michael kill Rachel first? That just seems so. He's tying up loose ends. Counter. I'm sorry. I thought you. I thought you wanted loose ends tied up. <laughs> it seems counterintuitive to creating an emotional story arc like wouldn't jamie have a better connection in the final if rachel sacrificed herself absolutely versus her friend tina who yeah. for some reason comes and visits her at the children's hospital before she's like sorry i gotta go get laid at this party but i will totally see you later and you're like yeah are you her new babysitter i love or? her explanation she's just like you know you don't understand right now but like later when you're older you're gonna find people and they're gonna make you feel like neon lights inside you're like what you mean you mean love? I'm like, are you talking about the boyfriend that was a dick to you? Who's also named Michael? And who also was Michael at some point? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's he's a jerk. He's got a big old cool car. And uh, at some point Michael Myers kills him and takes his identity. The most interesting part of the movie is when when Michael Myers is a boyfriend for a while and actually He's trying it out. Is passing off as a boyfriend. He's there's a whole sequence where he takes a would-be victim to get smokes. Yeah. Actually stops at the gas station. Well, it's because, Kim, he is wearing a different mask at this point. He's wearing, like, an old man He's mask. He's trying on a different, like, a different... Yeah, and so he doesn't have the urge to kill. And you, like, you'll notice when she comes out of the gas station to with her cigarettes, he switches his mask. Because now he's gonna kill her. He can't kill unless he wears the mask. It's so silly. Uh, and I think this is, is this the first movie that brings back the fact that he can drive, I guess? He really drives in this one for never having a learner's permit. Yeah. He practically he, fishtails around a corner. He fucking chooses the car. The car is the key weapon in this film. There's very little of any other, like, there. I guess there's a couple knife kills. There's a slight pitchfork kill. Oh, there's, there's a, a scythe, scythe kill. kill. Yeah. Okay, but it's mostly car chase. This is fast and furious Michael Myers drift. <laughs> well, he kills <laughs> Haddonfield drift, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, he totally kills Michael with like a garden thing, right? Like a garden hoe, is that what it is? Michael some kills sort of, the bo- oh, Michael fuck. kills Michael Boyfriend with a Michael? rake. Yeah, stabs him in the head with it, steals his car. And he's so petty. He scratches his car up because he's like, just got this waxed. And he's like, I like that sequence. I don't give a shit. I think it's like everybody's like, this is so dumb. Oh, yeah, because her boyfriend's name is Michael. Like, yeah, that's called comedy. Okay, but let's just talk about the huge plot hole here because nobody uh-huh. discovers anybody dead. Rachel's dead the whole movie. Nobody discovers her. Yeah, nobody Michael, is necessarily asking questions about her either. No, Michael, the boyfriend is dead and he dies in the gas station slash liquor store where the friend works and where everybody is. He dies there parked in the back. Like there's like a, a side garage. Yep. And Because they're stealing beer for a party. I guess because Michael drives off in the car? He takes the body with him. Oh. Because later on, this is, the, so at the, at the finale of the movie. I forgot that the, the slasher villains always take their corpses with them <laughs> and bleach up the blood. It's so much work. It's just like so tiring when you think about all of that. You're just like, when do you sleep? And no you wonder murder? why they always wear coveralls because they need the belt for all of the cleaning products that they have to use. <laughs> like, like a utility got Mr. belt, clean CLR, just like fucking squeegees and spray guns. Using all those like housewife tips about getting stains. Out. Oh my god, the best! I just had the best fucking fundraising idea. Uh huh. A slasher car wash. Oh, that's fun. How fun would that be? Yeah, cool. And we'll get like red soap, and they'd be like. Shh, 
okay. and like sexy on the <laughs> scrubbing it off. Freddie's claws. You drive up. You're like, I'd like a sexy Michael Myers, please. Thank you. <laughs> Do you want uh, sexy Pennywise or uh, sexy Freddie? We also have sexy Stave Puff Marshmallow Man. <laughs> <laughs> but he's on break right now. <laughs> Yo, I bet he'd give a good like wax or a good buff. Right? A buff shine. <laughs> yeah. I do, I do appreciate that we're including him in the slasher villain category. <laughs> but yeah, Michael's Michael's body, Michael the boyfriend's body, doesn't show up until the finale of the movie, which is also where we find Rachel. Uh, they're in the Michael Myers house, like up in the attic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is also sense. decked out like a cult shop. You know, it's got candles everywhere. It's got a bunch of cool shit. It's got a fucking coffin in it. Yeah, and the Myers house has a laundry chute now. Wh- whose coffin is that? They dug that... He dug that coffin up at the graveyard. There's a moment where the... the where Loomis is like, I'm crazy and you've got to listen to me to the sheriff. And the sheriff's just like, ah, this cool coot. Uh, but then the, the, so the sheriff gets called away because he has to go to the graveyard. I don't remember there being a scene at the graveyard. No, I don't remember either. So that has to be cut out because that surely is where Michael got the coffin for the finale of the movie. It's probably... Judith Myers. You know, I don't have questions about where the coffin comes from. The question I have is why Jamie climbed into it. Okay, we're going to skip the entire movie and go right to this. <laughs> that doesn't make any fucking sense either, right? And he, she, she, he comes over to her. She, I don't understand why she's just like, she assesses the situation and she determines that the only course of survival is for her to lay down in the fucking coffin that he has laid out for her to be murdered in. And then when he shows up and he's got the knife above his head, she's like, Uncle... Boogeyman, and it brings a tear to his eye. (laughs) Like he literally drops a fucking tear. And that's the day that Michael Myers learned the spirit of Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, his knife grew three sizes that day. (laughs) God damn it. Um, there's a whole chunk of this movie. But we didn't miss any plot points. No, we are, the beat for beat, we're recapping the movie, and I have we questions. We skipped 60 minutes, and we're still on. There's we're- a whole barn sequence. Yeah, sure. The other thing we miss is, is Dr. Loom is just walking around the Michael Myers house for, I don't know, and hour and a half the whole first half of the movie is him going into jamie lloyd's hospital room and yelling at her oh right he's like right in her her goddamn face he's like thank you very much please you need to leave us alone we need to speak now and he closes the door he's like tell me where the fuck he is you know where he is write it on this piece of paper show me the cartoons like she can't speak and he's just insisting that she tell me where he is don't you want to know why you have a psychic connection with michael well i do you know where he is don't you please god he well, sounds black eyes so- <laughs> like a doll's eyes. <laughs> he sounds so unhealthy in this movie. Like he's gonna oh. have a stroke at any minute. He has one by the end of the movie, so maybe that's why. Uh, Donald Pleasant's much more of a skilled actor than we give him credit for. I, I mean, guess. he's he gave it though. Like there's a there's the sequence where he finally traps Michael. He whacks him with a two by four for several shots, several different angles, and he's going for it. Yeah. Just giving her. You gotta gotta hand it to Donald Pleasance. Well, yeah, and Dr. Loomis has been burned by Michael Myers once before, literally and figuratively. Uh Uh, Yeah, and it's like this guy never goes down. He can't kill him. Uh, he he's literally watched people try to murder him several times over. My favorite. I, I thi- do think though, if there was a bar for like being a psychiatrist, he has been removed from 
Oh, definitely. He is not practicing. He's I don't not even a- know if he's a real psychiatrist in the first one. The 70s were <laughs> wild. You could you could murder an entire village and then just move to a different state line and be a new person. There's no way Dr. Loomis didn't fake his credentials. His, his full-time job is Michael Myers. <laughs> yes. Yeah, your your business card, Dr. Loomis, psychiatrist to Michael Myers. <laughs> Michael Myers Hunter, I guess, yeah. Yeah, Ugh. he's like the worst Van Helsing ever. He does lay a pretty good trap, I guess, in this one. He shoots one. him with a lot of tranquilizer darts. Yeah, he drops a huge-ass fucking like, chain net Which on him. Which really reminds me of Jurassic Park. So you feel okay. like when they're trying to capture one of the raptors that's gotten out. Yeah. I don't, have any, I don't have any follow-up. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he beats the shit out of him. They bring him into jail. Uh, Did any part of you, at least in the first half of the film, feel very bad for child Danielle Harris playing Jamie Lloyd? Because of Dr. Loomis yelling at her? Well, that, but just how in these scenes she is. You know how in a lot of horror films with kids, they're very cleverly cut so that the the angles are very cleverly, um, very cleverly hide the fact that the child isn't necessarily witnessing all the horror. In this, she's running from Michael Myers in sheets. The laundry shoot, they they cleverly edited, but like, yeah, uh, Loomis in her ear. There's the scene at the end of the movie where she's walking through a police station and several of the police have clearly been like shot in the head and there is blood splatter of head wound blood shot, of gunshots all over the walls and she's walking through discovering and you're like, this poor little girl, like, Good job, but fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, she uh, is a different time. You know, this is what it comes down to. The 80s, it was still like, hey, we're right at the end of the 80s, but it was still a wild and crazy time for making movies. I have heard, I don't know if you know this, that apparently <laughs> that uh, that scene where the uh, where Michael Myers is stabbing through the air duct or whatever, the, the garbage chute, yeah. that she was in there while they were doing it. Really? Yeah, so it was also just like hella dangerous and very not a not a good idea. Oh fuck, I was like surely they weren't doing this I figured that's what you were getting at when you're talking about like that she gets put through the ringer in no, this movie. No, I was just talking about how scary it was because there are scenes where she's running through, you know, that laundry area. Yeah. And normally you would just have shots of her running through the laundry and then a different shot of Michael running through behind her. But there are moments where she and him are in the same shot and he's chasing her through the stuff hanging to dry. Yeah. And as a kid, that would have fucking traumatized me. I'm sure it did, but hey, it I, makes I for a pretty go... okay movie. <laughs> if I saw that in a haunted house that I waited in line to go <laughs> in, <laughs> like you wanted to be in, I yet. would still have trauma. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, hey, uh, you know, it made for better movies, but it didn't necessarily make for better people, I guess. But hey, whatever. Uh, I'm not here to dissect any of that. Uh, the garbage shoot sequence is great. Like, where she's hiding from Michael in the Myers house in the garbage chute. And, you know, like, he opens the he opens the drawer and he sees that she's in there. And, like, the greatest part about it is the camera that's in the garbage chute that just drops down. Okay, like, POV so, of, from, from Danielle Harris. So fucking good. I'm going to be fully, fully candid. I'm going to be fully open and outright here. As terrible as this movie is, and it is terrible. It's not good. It looks amazing. It's shot really well. The lighting is so good. Right? It's nuts. There's like there there's just like a camera movement from like a kill that Michael Myers is doing that Jamie that Jamie Lee Curtis that Daniel Harris Jamie can see and like we swoop back into the hospital and like we're there with her as she's having some sort of like episode about it. It's 
so smooth and brilliant. And then also just like scenes where like there's a character, uh, Tina, walking around, uh, walking around Rachel's house, and she's just like peeking through doors and stuff. And the lighting on her the face shadow, is awesome. Oh, the shadow work is so fucking good. It's just that the, the story barn. is garbage. Oh, the barn, <laughs> like all of the girls and and I guess bits uh, look fantastic yeah. lit up because they're they're staged so well and lit so spookily. Like you get the Halloween night the scariness of being alone on Halloween night the vibe just with the shadows from yeah. the different locales and it looks fantastic but nothing nothing happens they don't know where they're going we chase a cat for 15 minutes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. also correct me if I'm wrong that barn is in the middle of the suburbs of Haddonfield right like but, they're at a house that's having a Halloween party and then across the street is a full ass okay, farm but, barn so this is how they justify it though at some point somebody's like oh they're at a party at the old farm oh okay one line of dialogue and we're <laughs> good it, to go but it definitely is in a neighborhood <laughs> I love that at that party too everybody at some point decides party's over and everybody runs out of the house like every single person in a costume is like okay better get the fuck out out of here no one's scared no one's leaving because they discovered a body everybody's just like party's done and it's not like the cops are breaking it up or anything because no. there's two dunderhead cops who we haven't even talked about yet what the we're, fuck we're right? outside the whole time those cops when they show up and there's just clown music we thought we thought there was a mistake that we missed something. I thought somebody's something. phone was going off. I thought I accidentally <laughs> opened TikTok. We were, I, yeah, we we're looking at the laptops, looking at our phones. No, nope, turns out it's just bumbly dumb cops. None of the the rest clown of the movie, shoes and shit. There's no humor in the rest of the movie. I don't get it. And this it one it doesn't land, but I just don't understand. It's such such a move it's so odd and bizarre and I, I love that 30 years later it's just like I don't know why any of this was why any of this was done it doesn't make any sense and then to cap it all off too we have like the lamest cliffhanger ending ever where the man that is the man with no name who strolls the into man town with no plot <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just like shoots up the police station so Michael Myers can escape oh boy and then it just ends. Yeah. Who do we blame? You know, like, I don't want to blame necessarily, I don't necessarily want to blame the director. Because, I blame like, the, the rest $11 of pretty... million dollars <laughs> that, <laughs> that it, it made. made? <laughs> you blame, you blame, uh, you blame horror fans for showing up to watch it. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> With a title like The Revenge of Michael Myers, I would have bought a ticket for sure. How do you feel about Michael Myers driving? I don't care. <laughs> it's whatever. Did you? But the extended sequence in the woods where he is avoiding every tree until he doesn't. Uh, how do you? How do you feel about that as a as a modus operandi? <laughs> as an mo. <laughs> uh, it's. Uh, mm. I feel though you could have a Christmas ornament of Michael Myers in that car. He spends enough time in it. Yeah, sure. Uh, I don't really care. Yeah, I mean he can drive. He's a human being. He's just... is he. Is he? In this one, he is. I think. I think by the time we get to part six, we're trying to establish that he's an evil entity, the cult of thorn thing. Um, he's. I don't know, man. I have no fucking answers for you. You know, at least at least Jason Voorhees always looks worse movie after movie. Like he does look like he's been dead and revived. You know, uh, Michael Myers at this point has been shot a hundred times. He's been blown up. He's been set on fucking fire. That was something I really liked about the Rob Zombie iterations because I mean, part two is kind of stylized because Rob Zombie really goes out there with Mm -hmm. it, but he makes him look fucked up. Yeah. That mask is 
falling apart. Yeah, this is just a silly entry. This is a really silly. But not silly. No, in a it's fun not. Way. Okay, yeah, no, like I'm. Tr- I'm tr- it's not. It's unintentionally silly. It's just very misguided. It feels very wandery, and I, I was not at all surprised when I was reading this that the script wasn't finished when they started shooting. Yeah, I've heard that. So. I think a lot of things were done on the fly. I don't think they ever really understood what the man in black with the silver tip shoes was. But it was just to lay the foundation for the well, next it movie. ended up laying the foundation oh. for the next movie. And you feel that, especially with the teen characters, that they don't know where to go. Yeah. With their scenes a lot of the time. Like, unless it's their death scene... It really meanders. And it's unfortunate because I really love Tina. I she's know, kind of an interesting character. I know her. She doesn't she's have got personality. Yeah. She doesn't have a lot to do, but she's got that like star quality, like where you want to watch her and you, you like her. Yeah. And I innately want to see the hangout vibe of Halloween with her. I want to see her hang out with her friends before they die. I love that they get to be in costumes the whole night. Like, I love the That's Halloween true. There's a vibe lot of there. There's a lot of Halloween in this movie. Yeah, yeah. but they just don't have anything to do or no. even interest no. to talk about. Like, I don't necessarily need Michael chasing them the whole time. I just need them talking about something. <laughs> her, her entire thing is that she's just like, well, I'm weird and I'm crazy and I'm going to do weird and crazy things. And you're like, give this girl a hobby that she can at least talk about. My favorite part, and this really goes to the idea that like they didn't know what the fuck they were doing, was she's wandering through the barn looking for this cat, this little kitten that's run away. Like, kitty, 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 kitty. And then the, the other two are just looking for a spot to make out. Michael Myers is somewhere in the rafters. And this has been going on for 18 minutes. Oh, and so at long. some point, Tina's just like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. I don't like cats. And leaves! <laughs> Like, way to go, Tina. Get back to the party. (laughs) Oh, man. But I love how different she is. Her boyfriend never shows up. She never finds his body. She doesn't even care that he's missing. She's like, fuck it. Well, he's kind of a dick, yeah. He was rude when I went to buy smokes. Yeah, and and he he was gone when the cops showed up, so fuck that guy. Yeah, and she dances with maybe a raccoon all night. I don't know what that guy is. (laughs) Raccoon is the best we could come up with. Oh, man. Love that there's a grandma at the party. They definitely just, like, hijacked that old woman's house. Like, the old farm is like, it's my grandma's farm. We have not told her we're having a Halloween <laughs> party. Like, Don't worry. why are you here, Sonny? <laughs> but, I mean, uh, with, with all of that, there's more we could probably nitpick about. But how would you rate Halloween 5, Revenge of Michael Myers? I feel like this is impossible to rate. No, it's not. It doesn't feel like a full... I don't feel like I got a full movie. No, but you'll 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 see the exciting conclusion next week when we talk about the curse of Michael Myers. Is it going to conclude, John? No, but it's going to have it... Paul Rudd with a baby. A baby? Oh, yeah. And <laughs> Now you remember. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh... Give, give yourself some space so that way you can rate a little lower next week. Really? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's entirely up to you. Who knows? You might love it. But uh, I, I remember the curse being my least favorite. Okay. One and a half out of four. Yeah. yeah I'm also I'm also going one and a half because I think there's there's quality there around the edges, but it has nothing to do with the story. Yeah. Of this how movie. dare this movie look so fucking good? Yeah. <laughs> I just needed something. And unfortunately, it's not giving you a whole lot. But hey, that's just our opinion. Uh, you know, let us know what you thought of Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. We really took one for the team here. 
well, get ready to take another one. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, like it's here's the problem too is that we are we are in the middle of covering the Friday the Thirteenth franchise, a franchise that I fucking love. I think every single one of those movies is good, even the ones that aren't. And we right now are are in that bubble of bad Friday the Thirteenth movies. So to take a break from that, we decided to watch some bad Halloween movies. It has been a, a as a treat. Is, yeah, you can have Michael Myers oh. part. Fuck yeah, what a great treat. Thanks, mom. (laughs) Like, this is the equivalent of going to McDonald's and getting apple slices. God damn it. I'm only here for the french fries, mom. These apple slices taste like citric acid. It's because they were cut three weeks ago. Yeah. But hey, you know, if you want to hear us talk about more bad movies, uh, you can you can find the the Midnight at Camp Blood podcast series over in the Fiend Club at nofspodcast.com slash Fiend Club. Um, I don't know if anybody's going to want us to do franchise installments ever again. There's some good ones in there, too. I'm saying, hey, you know, like the first the the, the first four. Awesome. And then there's the sixth one is great. And then we're going to come back real strong for Jason X and uh, and Freddy versus Jason again. The movie that we will now have covered on the podcast more than any other fucking horror movie uh, since we started the podcast. Uh, but but yeah, you know, um, Nightmare on Film Street, it's a free podcast. Kim and I do everything. We force ourselves to watch these movies. We force ourselves to talk about them. And then we have to force ourselves to edit them and promote them and everything. Uh, you know, unfortunately, we, we I also feel like we're forcing you to listen to it. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Uh, it's been fun. <laughs> I hope it's been fun to listen to. But if you want more, uh, you can find bonus episodes by joining the Fiend Club at nmfspodcast.com slash Fiend Club. You can also support the show for free right now by giving us a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening, uh, specifically Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That really helps us get the show in front of more people, and uh, we love to grow with more people to talk about Halloween 5. <laughs> We hope you've been enjoying the Halloween season. We hope you have your decorations up. We hope you've been carving pumpkins. We'll be back soon to talk about Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. But until then, I'm John. I'm Kim. Stay Stay creepy. It appears you made it out alive. But we'll get you next time. Help us to grow the horde. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. More terror can be found lurking on our website, nofspodcast.com. Until next time, stay creepy, fiends. (laughs) 